Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you for listening. So I am going to now introduce Isaac. So Isaac, um, it, it's, it's good to have you here. Can I ask you to introduce yourself and, and then get straight stuck into your personal story? Yeah, super stuff. So hiya, my name is Isaac, actually. Uh, luckily enough to be the housemate of Andrew as well. So we're in different rooms, but uh, studying science. I'm second year at UCD. Uh, and yeah, we just love to just take just a couple minutes just to talk about my story. You know, obviously uh, it's been happening before. I, I, I'm privileged to be able to tell you my story of why I do believe. So just a bit of context I've actually grown up in a Christian household so we went to church as a kid I, I, I read the Bible growing up so the idea of faith actually was never that foreign a concept uh, and so as I've kind of like grown up as, as a Christian per se I don't really have like a specific moment I guess where I would say I wasn't a Christian and then I became a Christian rather it was more of a, a gradual process it's a bit like you know if you were building a wall and you start by laying uh, down bricks and then you just keep laying down and then suddenly you have a wall. You don't really know when it goes from a pile of bricks to a wall, but at some point it just is. And it's kind of like that. As I've gone through lots of smaller experiences, I look back and think, actually, you know what? I've, I've realized that my faith is then suddenly my own faith, independent of, of the world I grew up in. And one very significant uh, experience, which I'd like to just talk about briefly, was actually my, my last year of school. Uh, and just a little bit more context. So I come from a family of a lot of overachievers, whether that's uncles, aunts, cousins, everyone excels. And so the, the, the message that I was projected, and it wasn't projected, but that's the way I interpreted it, was that to be of worth or to be valuable or whatever you want to what, say is you needed to excel at something. You needed to have a thing which you were really, really good at. And through success is how you were able to get validation from the family. And that works if you're if you're good at stuff. But actually, I'm a bit of an average Joe. Uh, I can throw my hand at a few things, but I never really excelled at everything. Never found my thing, and so obviously that always caused a lot of insecurity in myself. But going into my final year of school, I decided that was going to change, and I was going to pick three things that I was going to excel at. Number one, I was going to be head boy. No one in the cousins had ever done that before. Number two was I was going to be the the starting hooker the senior cup rugby team and number three was that i was going to be the the best christian whatever that means it feels weird even saying it now but the best christian as well uh suffice to say i didn't get any of it uh i didn't get head boy didn't even get deputy or the other deputy head boy so totally failed that one i sat on the bench the entire season behind a very small hooker and i also found myself in in a cycle of kind of like repetitive sin where I was just so ashamed of it I couldn't talk to anyone and so by the by that point I was feeling like a bit of a bump you know these three things which I thought I was going to excel in and then I just didn't get any of it but uh something changed something changed in the latter part of that year and it was the bible it was I was reading I've you know I've grown up in a Christian family I've always read the bible but something happened and it was as if I was reading the bible for the first time again and these pages were coming to life and I'll just talk to you about three verses that really shook me as I read them. So number one was I read the book of Romans. It's in the New Testament, Romans chapter eight, verses 38. And it says, 
neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And it just shook me. It, it's, it's saying that no matter what you've done, no matter where you are, high, low, wide, far, no matter how bad a sinner you are, no matter you know what you've done, that God loves you. And it just it just shook me that this idea that actually God could still love me, even if I was messing up all the time. And if, if God could love me, then maybe I could be able to forgive myself as well. So suddenly this guilt was beginning to ease away. Number, number two, the other passage that really just kind of stuck out to me in a way, like I'd read it before, but it just kind of blew me away that latter part of my final year of school. It was in the book of Philippians, uh, chapter three, and it's been written by this guy called Paul. He's actually written most of the New Testament. But in this passage, he's kind of talking about how if he wanted to like boast, he could outflex anyone. You know, he could outclaim anyone that, you know, whatever the topic, he, he was excelling at it. But then he says this, and this really shook me. He said, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. And he also said, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that is which is through faith in Christ. And again, that just blew me away. This idea that he's saying these, these things which the world says are amazing. He then says, actually, well, if you compare it to knowing Jesus, not only are they just you know, they don't stand up in comparison, but they're so wide in comparison that they're almost like negative. He says, I, con I consider them garbage, that it's a negative. You know, it's like, this is so good that I, I, I don't even care about that other stuff anymore. And then that blew me away because suddenly then it wasn't about the stuff I'd done or my achievements. It was actually about knowing God and knowing his achievements, knowing, knowing the cross and the resurrection of Jesus, which we're going to be talking about later. That actually my identity didn't have to be found in myself anymore, even when, you know, I kept failing and these three pillars, which I thought I was going to build my life on, then go away. Well, then who am I? Well, I, I know Jesus. And that then suddenly was the most important thing. And it, it again, just really reshifted my whole worldview. And then finally, I read a verse uh, in the book of Romans again. I was in chapter eight and it was verse 28. And it says this, it says, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And as I read that, it says that, that, that God's working in all things and, and he's working all things for the good of those who love him. So I then looked back on what? had been a difficult year for myself I, I i recognize i'm i'm a very privileged person and the fact that you know there's so many difficult things that so many people are going through like again this it, this doesn't really compare to so much but as i looked back on it i i did see a very difficult year but then i was able to see that actually through this god was working for good because actually even though he'd taken away these things which i thought were important suddenly i was then able to see the really important stuff to be able to see that actually it's knowing Jesus and, and knowing the cross. And what does that mean? And the things we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks that, um, you know, he, he, he had taken me from, a, from this place. And it's a bit like COVID, you know, like it's stripping it away and then showing me what really was important. And then through it all, I was just able to say, wow, wow, this is, you know, God, you are pretty cool. He's a pretty cool guy. And as we talk about evidence tonight, there's, if whenever you ask, Christian, why they're Christian, they'll, they'll give you a, two sides of a coin. 
they're going to give you the, the personal reason and they're going to give you the intellectual reason. And, and it's normally the two that complement each other that really get you over the line or whatever. So I would ask, please, would you, would you consider my personal story? Uh, would you consider the personal stories of the people that have come over the last four weeks? Because we really do believe this is real. You know, I have other things I could be doing on my Monday night. This isn't a nice idea or a philosophy or a comfort blanket or a crutch. No, this is, I'm here because I think this is real, like real. So please, would you consider this? And I also ask, please, would you consider then the intellectual side as, as Becca comes on after me and, and lays out some of the aspects of why we actually, we're, as, as an intellect, as a, I study science, that I can stand by this as, as a logical sense as to why I believe Jesus was real and why I believe he rose from the dead. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, and I just, I just ask, you know, you, you, can, you can reject it, but I just pray, ask, would you consider it? So thank you very much. And I'll pass on now. Thank you very much, Isaac. Thank you for that. And I hope you guys out there enjoyed that.